shit, man. We back. We back. I'm excited about this episode, brother. We finally have a guest. <laughs> it's just funny. Every time we have a guest, you always go, we finally have a guest. Because I want to have a guest every week, man. Or that the guests just keep getting better. The guests are getting better. We've been Forgive being hood rich, I'd rather be good rich Revenge of the nerds, turn that boy to a cool kid Boy became a man, man became T-Ran We've been trying to get this guest to come on for a while And, to be honest with you guys, she's not here yet So, she may not be coming on We don't know, but we're going to record anyway Because this is going to be a good episode no matter what Because this episode, we have so much to talk about and some of it's bullshit, but it will be entertaining. Um, so, uh, I heard you saw Safari's dick. That's that's one way to start. How'd you, uh, how'd you like it? Good stuff. This is this is exactly. I'm telling. This is exactly how I feel when my family members try to make me feel comfortable about being gay, <laughs> and they try to like they think like the best way is to like dive right into the deep end. <laughs> so are you the top or the bottom? Whoa, mom. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, your whoa. mom asked you that? Hell yeah. Oh, Except man. she didn't even ask in those politically correct what did ways. Are you getting fucked? The, you're just doing the fucking. Right. And then she kind of like winced as she waited <laughs> on the reply. She's like, oh, please don't tell me you're the receiver. But anyhow. He said, Mom, I do it all. She <laughs> said, I'm ambidextrous. You know what she asked me the other day? And it was kind of fucked up, but it, it's actually not funny. It kind of reflects like, what goes on in black people's minds when they find out their family member is gay. But she she texted me in the middle of the day. She was like, did any of your coaches or any of the older men around you ever, when I wasn't around, you know, I was like, mom, <laughs> no, that did not happen. And you have to chill. Like, that does not, that's not like the, the meaning of gay. Like, you're not just gay because you were molested or some weird shit happened to you. There's plenty of heterosexual men that have been molested. Exactly. By so then I had to like find articles and like do <laughs> research and so send she her. Go, oh, right. She probably still thinks what she thinks, but <laughs> she, she knowing my mom is probably still in the back of her head. Like, well, I don't know. Hey man. But uh, yeah, I mean, Safari's dick was. I was gonna say because we have to talk about it. Did run a mug on the internet. Of female and <laughs> and male homosexual males that listen to the to the show. They want to hear about this penis. I mean, let's talk about it. Hearing about it does nothing if you saw the video on the internet. Whoa! It hey, cheese, did you see it? Pretty crazy. We have an audience. <laughs> right, Rich, you check it out. <laughs> Two people. Okay, <laughs> we got an audience. Nobody's seen it except for John. I mean, I wouldn't expect any of y'all to have seen. Yo, <laughs> seen hey, it. look, man, uh, DJ Envy saw it. Uh huh. Does that surprise you guys? No. <laughs> Wait, are you being messy? Like, no. why? <laughs> 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 Look, man. That was how, that's how Wendy Williams does her interviews. Y'all need trap to, you. <laughs> dude, I was like, did DJ Envy just. You got to see the interview with Safari. I'm like, DJ Envy. Wait, he said it to Safari. He he basically admitted that he looked at his dick and he's like, is that yours for real? It was impressive. <laughs> uh, listen, one of my straight male friends did comment on He was like, hey, I'm not going to hate. It was a nice dick. I didn't want to see it, but I saw it. Okay. And, that uh, guy yeah. isn't straight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if a straight male says, Man, that's a nice dick you got. Hey, look, we're trying, to, we're trying to break down okay, those, okay. those labels, so you hey, got to allow. Hey, man, sexuality. You got to allow for people sexual, to. Sexual fluidity. 
and sexuality is a spectrum. Mm. I'm just going with those things. <laughs> I feel like it sounds like somebody gave you a script for you. They did. They did. The homie and then all and then all of Black America is going to listen. Black America is going to listen to this and say the gay agenda. They done fed Joe the gay agenda, brother. It's called me and the gay homie. This is the gay agenda. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to make all your kids gay. And well, I mean, in all, in in other, this is what they think happens though. This yeah. is what they think happens when you have mm-hmm. shows, TV shows, podcasts. How movies. dare they show a gay? If couple, you talk about gay, you're turning us you're all turning gay. Everybody gay. <laughs> what? Guys, guess what? 32nd, 33rd episode? 32nd episode? No, 33rd episode. 33rd, yeah. Still straight. <laughs> Still out here loving vaginas. No, he don't. No. I, I love him. <laughs> I love him. Um, don't, hey, man, don't play around like that because you know they want to make me gay. Right, they just want it They want to make me I gay. I knew it. Here. I knew that shit was because he was gay. <laughs> man, they want that to happen. Look, man, that's not okay, guys. Let me live. I told y'all a long time ago I'm straight and Joe's actually gay, but... Y'all didn't want to look at me, so <laughs> look, at the, that. look at the homies like, yep. <laughs> nah, but uh, in other nonsensical news. Oh, uh, and on China. another, before we go any further, <laughs> Infinite Streaming, follow at Infinite Streaming, I-N-F-I-N-E-T-S-T-R-E-A-M-I-N-G on Instagram. If you need, if you're ready to start a podcast or you already have a podcast and you want top-notch sound quality, and somebody to come to wherever you are. You don't need a studio. He brings studio to you, Infinite Streaming. That's our sponsor, and that's why we have this clear sound these days. In yeah, L.A., a, not... Yeah, in L.A. In L.A., guys, sorry. Not for you outside of L.A. In L.A. Oh. But, yeah, he can come to you. Hit him up. DM him. He's ready to go. Super personal dude. He's got you. Yo, two people already hit me up for his business, like, so... That's what's up, man. It's quality shit. He's really about his business, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you say, me and the gay homie sent you. That's going to get you that discount. All right? <laughs> and keep us in his good graces. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man. Let's talk about this a little bit, though. Because Safari doing that, he said he's not the one that leaked the photo. But I'm going to say this. I not know the story behind it. <laughs> I don't really know the story. But I'm just saying, <laughs> he said he wasn't the one that leaked it. Right. If he was smart... He would have been the one that leaked it because it's the only reason why he's back in the fucking news. Like he's back on social media. But he also knows it's more you. You gain more likability when you feign like, yeah, yeah, oh my god, how did that get out? Yeah, 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 you're right. I never wanted y'all to know I had a big dick. (laughs) Like, oops, you saw my dick. (laughs) I meant to send that to someone else. I'm not really about that. You know, I'm more of a loving guy. Right. That's actually exactly you know, his, his, his stick. You know, I'm not rough with it. You know, I'm super sensual with it. God. I hit him with that arm, you know, but I don't hit him with it. I just tickle it on in there. Ew. Hey, no, because he's trying to be him. <laughs> it's just hearing it from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, mine's like a finger. I just shove it on there. Okay. <laughs> you know what? All right. All right. All right. But this is a good topic because this is how people become somebody. Mm-hmm. The Kim Kardashians. Uh, Sex tape. The pioneer of Yeah, of the she's bad. Wheel gold, spin gold out of, of shit. I mean, Ray J's still here. <laughs> Kim Kardashian is here. Amber Rose, I'm not saying that naked pictures are <laughs> I like, wives, Wait, but I did see her naked pictures. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. With I Amber def- Rose, I think it's 
There was more to it. She's oh, I met her. I think She's it was so the promise nice. of maybe her. one day there would be a sex tape. <laughs> I do. I would pay money for that sex tape. As would most of the world, probably. She's so Amazonish. <laughs> I love her. I love you, girl. Anyway, Black China. She's listening to this. By Black the way. China sex tape. <laughs> Um, that she also claimed she didn't leak. I'm just like, if y'all don't... Did you my, see it? I saw it. With her I didn't see it. Weak ass. <laughs> okay, nigga, here you go, head. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she was laying there, just looking up at the camera. <laughs> it was sad. I was like, this looks like she's being forced. Cheese, <laughs> like, did you see it? Yeah. Cheese saw it, okay. Did you she see looked it, like... Okay. You know when you I'm, don't like that certain vegetable and it's the last it's thing like, on the plate I, for you to eat? <laughs> And your mama waiting for you to finish. She looked like that. Like, all right. Hey, Black China, we're going to need you to do better out here. You got this 18-year-old boy. You can't have him, can't be setting him up for failure, thinking that that's how you're supposed to get hit. Like, Jesus. You're going to get this trash that was, head. That was tr- I was like, damn. So you got an 18-year-old dude right now. What's you could give out subpar head like that and really blow up in the world. That's crazy. Um, <sighs> But. You think uh, Rob was getting head like that? I don't even think he was getting pussy like that from her. I think he would get a little bit. I think he was begging a lot. She was doing enough to keep him around. I'll say that. Yeah. She was probably giving him just enough to help with the depression. She don't look like she got no bomb ass pussy though. Should I see? And before this I say happened, shit like that? before this happened, uh, that's me. Well, you already said it. Yeah. <laughs> so, fuck but it. all right, for the people who aren't offended by that, man, they know your heart by like, now. This she... <laughs> y'all yeah, been listening to the show for a year. Hey, look. She don't look like her shit fired up. But a lot of people would argue opposite that. Well, before <laughs> before this lackluster sex tape came out, which she also claims the second part wasn't her. I don't, I don't know. The whole thing is for me, it's just like, you know, I'm all the way here for women having the power over their everything. But how many times are you going to get caught up in a fucking video leak before you stop letting motherfuckers record? Why don't you put it on your phone, bitch? Like, why is he recording down on you? It's just like, come on. And then it makes me think you wanted that to get out because... Because usually when they say, uh, when you tell them that, they'll let you record it with your phone anyway. What? I'm like, yo, let me record it with your phone. And you're like, no, I'll just use your phone. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) If y'all could have saw the look in Joe's eyes just now. (laughs) Hey, so guess what, y'all? I know he wasn't there for us for the first weekend for box office opening. Oh weekend. boy, here you go. But, oh, and I looked it up. My numbers do count as the uh, box office opening numbers. Ha! If you bought your dude. ticket before it, it counts. So anyhow, as you were. All right. So you hater. saw Black Panther. I did see Black Panther. How did you like it? I fucking loved it. Okay. That shit was dope. That's like. It was so colorful and rich, and Lupita twerking on the boat was pretty dope. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of lot of blackity black blackness. It was beautiful. It really was. It was man. It was really nice. I can't wait for more of this. I can't wait for more movies. Mm-hmm. Like we just have to do. We have to keep going, have more control, and we have to actually not support the bullshit. Yeah. Sometimes our own people will put out some shit that ain't worth us and supporting. And what that and it does kind of kills us. Yeah, it doesn't help us get the green light for something else we want to do. Because look, we ain't white folks. We ain't got that many people. We could just throw out some shit. Exactly. We can't. We got, everything has to count. <laughs> everything has to count. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, man, it's still popping. It's still popping. It's still uh, has making it money. A billion yet? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't know, checked that out. I'm, like the seven hundred million mark, like a few days ago. Hmm. I mean, if it hasn't, pretty sure it's gonna crack. Pretty, yeah, it, it will. Yeah. Uh, Rick Ross is in the hospital. You just jumped right onto that. Look, all right, uh, guys, we have a board of topics, <laughs> and I just jumped on it. Rick nah, Ross in Rick, the hospital. Rick Ross is in the hospital. And um, the that's, rumor that's was that up. he was on life support yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that was. But then, what, do you, what have you heard lately? Apparently, so my homeboy who was over, he was saying like he knows somebody who knows somebody. He was like, nah, he's on life support. And then they reported today. I don't know the source really, so I don't know if they're telling the truth. But apparently, he's okay. But okay. he's I he hope is so. in the hospital. I hope so. Like I, I, I do think his music is good, but I think he's a better, what do you call it, uh, inspiration to people, just like for wealth building and just. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I like hearing what he has to say, man. And you know, even though I watched the Freeway Rick documentary, and uh, it really made me that. feel some type of way yeah, about him I, after yeah, that, like, I don't really care for him as a person. Though I don't want him to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Fifty Cent put out something. Um, I heard. What did he do? What the fuck um, did he do? If he dies, he dies. Now he didn't say. He didn't say that was like he didn't act Rick Ross and then like that. Mm-hmm. But. That's fucked up. Is Fifty yeah. cool with Freeway Rick by some chance? I think he is cool. He he's usually cool with like the real uh, gangsters out here. So maybe. Yeah, that's but still. Did man. you see you seen that documentary? Yes. That shit, man. Yeah, man, it's pretty fucked up because Rick Ross, he seems to be a man of the people and all that shit. Like I take care of my folks. You right. should have took care of the man that helped you build this wealth that you have now because that name. He yeah. makes a lot in these streets. That man should not be... He should not want for a fucking thing. No. You shouldn't have fought him on no fucking suit. That was so weird. Up, I'm should have like, no, it out of court. And then nobody... Just be real about it. And nobody's dissing... Yeah. He, you obviously stole that name yeah. because you respect mm-hmm. him as a big-time drug dealer. Exactly. That's the only reason you took It's iconic. <laughs> I, in the courts... Uh, the fact that he... That, that the real Rick Ross did not win, mm-hmm. fucked me up. I was like, just not. shows you like how the fucking powers that be works. Like, the more money I, and influence you got, I still expected. I did. Rick and as Ross a, to get as a Floridian, something. as somebody from South Florida, that's not how we roll. Like, I, I bet Plies wouldn't do no shit like that. <laughs> I bet Ace Hood wouldn't do no shit like that. I bet Trick Daddy wouldn't do no shit like that. Come Rick on. Ross, I was disappointed. However. I hope you but he's that. always been, yeah, yeah, we do wish you the best health. <laughs> I'm like, before I go too we far We do left. wish you the best health. Yeah, you but, know what? No, fuck you. But you're, you're a faulty ass dude. And you're a liar, too. That part. Like, come because on, Because he said he wasn't a corrections officer. <laughs> There's a photo. Just because we don't have a picture of you with a beard, motherfucker. Like, this is you. That's, that's you. How did y'all let him get away with that lie? Everybody just act like he just... Because... I don't know. I feel like everybody kind of did turn a blind eye listen, back home to that. Like, I mean, well, he's still making dope ass music. Listen, people that everybody get away with murder these days. Oh yeah, morals mean nothing. Like right. back in the for, day, for a very homophobic <laughs> society, they let Little Wayne man, get away with man, kissing man, Birdman man. on the mouth. Yep, and still, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's love. Like, wait, you don't wait, kiss wait. your homeboys like that on the mouth. <laughs> 
But y'all don't love y'all homeboys. <laughs> hey, hey, ain't no love in the hood if y'all ain't kissing on the mouth. That's all I'm saying. Look, man, the gay homies don't even be kissing on the mouth like that. Yeah, that's just maybe if we're drunk, like. But, but then that's for the most part. Out. Nah, it's like Wait, what we do. Hello, pecs. Oh. Hey, I ain't from one one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had friends like that in a while just because I don't have many gay friends out here, but that You don't like gay people happens. in LA. I just don't. But. <laughs> ah, I thought he was going to say, no. Nah. <laughs> Look, this is why we're not popping on the West Coast. This is why we're not popping on the West Coast, bro. This is why we're not popping on the West Coast because you won't get out here in these streets mm. and show your gayness. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at the sweater you got. And that's very gay. We got to get you First in the gay all, community. And that's very straight of you because this is not a sweater. It's a literal <laughs> polo shirt. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a sweater shirt. All right. It looks sweatery. It is sweatery. It is yeah. sweatery. It's nice. What, why did they throw that collar on there? That's it was like a t-shirt price. Like. You know, it was a little different. It's some like I don't Italian hate shit. it. I don't. It is a little Italian. Uh, I got it for six dollars. Yeah, it looks like you only spend euros. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> I was watching that old Key and Peele skit where um, they were trying to prepare the family for their cousin's gay wedding. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> dude said so. Do we need euros to to buy a gift? <laughs> He's like, and what do we throw? We don't, you know, we throw. I don't feel right. Throwing rice, do we throw? He's like, what else would you throw? I said couscous. <laughs> oh, man. Hey man, anybody hating on Key and Pill, you stupid, you weak, because the show was good as fuck. It was. I got on it late, but it was pretty dope. Um, what's his name? Uh Aerie Spears said, yeah, it's funny, but it's like it's like they're playing black people. Saying like they it's like almost like that. they're not black yeah. and they're playing. And uh, he's probably right. They, they, grew, they grew up around only white people, really. It's really good, though. Yeah, it is really good. It's smart. It's smart <laughs> yeah. comedy. And they have black skin, so y'all, y'all can do what y'all want. Yeah. <laughs> All right. At least it ain't somebody else doing it. Exactly. Um, so Atlanta hey. premiered this week. Oh, we have a uh, man. So I'm hoping, guys. But it's looking like. We'll have a special guest next week to actually discuss the top show on TV Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It might happen. Just, you know, be ready. It's popping. We popping out here. <laughs> like, oh my Angela, God, Donald Glover's going to be on the show. Angela Mean still ain't here yet, but it's all good. We're going <laughs> we to we keep talking until we get her. Nah, but yeah, um, uh, it was fucking dope. I'm glad it's back. Um, Cat Williams, what was your what was your take on his- Amazing. Yeah. Fucking dude. And I cannot stand his ass. Why? You don't think he's funny? I do not think Cat Williams is funny. Ah, he's good. Like, I laugh. He's okay. Like, I'll uh, say this. I mean, especially on, a lot on of TV, his. though. Mm-hmm. He's fucking good. No, no, no. He does his thing when he's acting in a role. I just, I'm not really here for all the stand up. But. He's a pretty good actor. He fucking did his thing. Was I was not expecting funny, that. I thought Me he, either. I thought he was just going to be funny. I was like waiting for the joke. And it never came. I was like, oh, damn, this is <laughs> it's pretty deep. Dead, I, the way it started, though, with the... the <laughs> it's, it's Robin season. It's and legit Robin season. I was not expecting... I thought they were just going to go buy some weed. Mm-hmm. And wait, 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 though. When the fucking manager 
pulled out that assault rifle and started letting off. I was like, oh my God. I'm going to need you to run the register real quick. (laughs) Came back. Oh, oh shit. And then he shot that girl. I was like, is this how we really starting the show? That was like, then we didn't even come back and talk about it. We never went back to that. Right. I was like, oh shit. I was watching with us, a couple of my white friends. They were just like, wait, so who's the girl? I was like, y'all, everything doesn't need like Yeah, a, exactly. <laughs> it's just exactly. a part of their world. Yeah. She just happened to fucking be wrong, along the ride with their ass. Yeah. Like, Yo, that was, that was wild. Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> Not wilder than the alligator who. Yo, because <laughs> nobody was expecting that. <laughs> Yo, that shit was dope. The song choice they had for it, too, was like perfect. Um... Hold on, Angela's texting me right now. Joe's getting the text. Um, all right, let's keep talking. So <laughs> come on, man. Help me out. Shit. See, that's when I'm over here texting. You're supposed to say, yeah, and then this happened. John, shit, man. I'm a little high. He's still quiet. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it was my birthday yesterday, y'all. Oh shit. So I my energy up. and I'm... my mind is all out of whack. <laughs> like I, yo. I had a mo- I had a couple of mimosas before I got here and I still haven't eaten food. Fucked up. <laughs> and I smoked a blood. Yo, Actually, I... I smoked two. So <laughs> what you're getting from me right now is the best I got. Yeah. Um uh happy birthday, John. Hey. So what did you for your birthday? I had like a a, bir- a well, I wanted to do a picnic, which was going to be called a litnik, but that did not happen because it was supposed to be a low of 39 and raining yesterday. Yeah, you sent you sent me and the homies the text like, yo, we're about to have a picnic. And, and then I was, I was a little like, hyped. yo, then we're not. Then you cried a little bit. Uh, you were very sad that we couldn't have a litnik. It's more like a litnik. But then I, I just had like some people over for some board games and... That's what's up. Shame. Hey guys, guess who wasn't invited to that? <laughs> I knew that was coming. Goddamn. So we were okay to be out, you know, at the park, you know, around plenty of people where we don't have to, you know, you know, we're not okay for intimate settings. We're okay for just out and about stuff where we, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to talk to us. But, uh, you know, that's cool. Whatever. First we, of all, we can do a podcast was together. not going to travel. We can do a podcast together. From Culver City to goddamn Sherman Oaks in no rain. To come and sit around and play board games with me and my friends. Motherfucker, I love a good board game. Okay. Well, when we do the next one, be ready. What what board games were you playing? We had Mancala. We had Connect Four. We were playing uh, What Do You Meme? And it's basically like the meme version of um, Cards Against Humanity. There was a... Motherfuckers was playing Spades. It was cool. Yo, okay. So you want to hear... And we watched Atlanta together. You want to (laughs) hear the like... So there's some shit... That makes me not as black as I would like to be. And what would that be, Joseph? Don't know how to play spades. Me neither. But I don't know how to play any card games, so there's but, that. Okay. <laughs> Do you get a pass because you're Jamaican? Um, Do they play spades in Jamaica? I don't know. <laughs> I actually don't know. Um, but I use that as an excuse. Well, <laughs> My look, American friends buy it. I'm just like, well, I'm is, not from, I don't know. I'm going to tell you why um, I... Don't know because every time I saw somebody playing, I was shy. So when I saw them playing, I could have just said, "Yo, I want to learn," but I didn't want to look uncool mm. ever, so I didn't do it. And I know how to play dominoes. How the fuck did you learn to ride a bike? God damn! Because my dad threw me on a bike and said, "Go." Nice. But my dad didn't play spades. <laughs> true, true. 
So um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to play. I know how to play. Uh, uh, I declare war. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to play. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Speed. I used to man. I used to whoop Cheese's ass in speed. What? You over here give me this look. I was whooping your ass. And he was so hyped. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play speed. Murdered him. I wish. But Cheese can't play none of He ain't really black either. Cheese's reaction to all of this right now. Cheese can't play dominoes. He can't do shit. Damn, Cheese, is this true? Do oh. Africans play dominoes? I don't believe that's true. I feel like Africans play dominoes. <laughs> you you tell this African man. He don't be hanging around with African people like that. Dude, this dude has seen his dad 10 times his whole life. You know? <laughs> Wait. <I'm just> <laughs> his daddy don't listen to this podcast. And it's not because he got a bad dad. <laughs> that's Yo, I'm, not, I'm not that good at pool. Oh, but so the homie Richie who's running a... Uh, the boys today. I used to kill him in fucking pool. So I'm waiting for like a shout out for him. <laughs> I killed him. shit on him. Man, I used to beat him every time. Anyway, all right. I know we're buying time. She's coming. She's on her way. We're still going to talk. I almost going to keep this going. <laughs> all right. So Atlanta popping. Funny. Alligators in the house and shit. Word. Can't wait to talk about it more next week. Can't wait for the second episode. I'm, dude, this show can do no wrong to me. And I'm just excited about everything that's happening. Um, yo, so last week we talked about the shooting. And mm-hmm. uh, last episode we talked about the shooting in Florida. And now it's been a big, like, conversation about teachers having guns in the classroom. Right. And John is all for it. <laughs> John is... Absolutely completely- not. I, it's It's... Clearly, a big fucking that, that that would be the dumbest shit that we could do as a country. Like, first of all, I think I seen you post something like that. You were like, "So what y'all think gonna happen if there's a shooting at a school and the cops run in and see a black teacher holding a goddamn gun?" Like, there's so many factors to that that nobody's thinking about. Or your white, like your white teachers who have like an affinity for fucking violence towards you. You just don't know what's inside of people, and you put a gun in their hands, like. Listen, I was in the classroom, all right, taught, and I, some of my coworkers mm-hmm. did not like the population in the school. You know, they weren't very fond. Some of them weren't fond of black and Latino kids. They didn't say that, but I knew that by, you know, some of the comments they made, you know, just lumping everybody in the same category. Oh, yeah, he's a game banger. When it was, to me, it was very obvious that the kid was not in a gang, was not a bad child, none of that. But because they dress a certain way to that person who's not part of our culture, mm-hmm. they were lumped into game banging and stealing drugs and smoking weed, and this is what they do. So, you know, when I think about guns, teachers having guns, I'm like, oh, so basically you want more of our kids to get killed. Basically. Because those kind of teachers will use any excuse to pull that trigger on your kid because they are scared of your kids. Mm -hmm. So for any of you that have children where if this becomes a thing, this actually becomes a real thing, do not allow your black or brown kids to go to these schools. Please don't. 
Like, fuck, oh, God damn it. fuck Trump, man. Like, that's the first thing to come out your mouth right now. Like, people just lost their children and you, you fucking, he's just, ah, he's so dumb. Like, yeah, the first thing to come to your mind is, give the teachers guns. I read that uh, he said that he would have ran into that school. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I wish he would have. Your best friend don't believe that. Nobody. <laughs> wait. It's just I'll, like insulting wait, I didn't, I'm so point. mad that I did not read this article so we could talk about it. But I just read something where it said that he actually had nothing to do with the UCLA players um, getting getting off that uh, getting out of that getting out of the trouble that they had in China for stealing. You remember that? <sighs> yeah. And he tried to take credit for it. He's <laughs> yes. like, they should apologize. You and Negroes thank need me. to be happy. They need to be that I let me. you get off that plantation. And they found out that they had to nothing mine. to. He had nothing to do with this. Yo, what but y'all not gonna y'all not gonna pay, pay attention to that though. All right, hey, last night I was so excited. All right, I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a boxing fan, oh, huge boxing ya? fan. You know that's my favorite sport, and I've been waiting for this fight for over a year. Um, boxer by the name of Deontay, the Bronze Bomber Wilder, fought Luis the King Luis King Kong Ortiz. Of black, both black fighters. One of them, Luis King Kong Ortiz, is from uh, Cuba. Um, he's been an uh, amateur for years. Really good, really good skill fighter. He's undefeated. Deontay's undefeated. Deontay's knocked out everybody he's faced. Um, King Kong Ortiz, he's knocked out almost everybody he's faced. So they finally got in the ring and fought. We all been waiting for it, and it did not disappoint. Mm. I mean. Deontay Wilder looked like he was done in the seventh round. He was out on his feet. Eighth round, it looked like he was done. And then, was it ninth or tenth round? I think it was the tenth round. He comes back and knocks out the guy. Like, I mean, these are huge punches. These dudes are throwing powerful punches. Like, you, you don't know who's going to go down. Every time somebody misses, you're like, oh, shit, if he had got hit with that, he would have been done. I mean, it, this dude went from looking like he was done to coming back and winning. It was straight warrior shit. Like, I was not expecting this. It was a great fight. Great for the sport of boxing, which is which nobody's talking about these days. So I'm hoping a fight like this could bring some resurgence to the sport. Why do you think so? Why do you think it's not like... I remember, because I remember growing up, like, when I was a kid at least, in like the mid to late 90s, like... Boxing was like still, even in the early 2000s, like it was at a certain height. So like what? Well, what happened was uh, I believe the money that the promoters and everybody was making actually Mm -hmm. ruined the sport because Mm -hmm. they would not have the best fighting the best. Gotcha. So it'd be one guy fighting somebody who's not even on his level. And, you know, just people getting frustrated. Also, decisions. Like, a lot of the, the, the decisions were janky. And you were like, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I know that guy won his fight, but then he goes to the decision and he loses. And also, the heavyweight division, which has always made boxing more popular. Right. You know, from Muhammad Ali to um, Mike Tyson. I'm um, even like, even the, the trilogy, the, the three big... 
the three monsters in the heavyweight division at one time, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, and Riddick Bowe, like they made it a thing. Mm-hmm. Then um, the, there was a European champion for like 10 years, Vladimir Klitschko. Right. Nobody cares about that. And he wasn't really exciting. And Americans don't want to see this square yeah. ass dude. Nah. <laughs> so it lost a little steam. Now you got somebody who's back talking shit. Deontay Wilder is out there talking shit. He's telling anybody, yo, I'm the guy. I'm knocking your ass out. I'm fucking you up. Come on in here. Mm-hmm. I'll beat anybody's ass. And he's doing it. I don't even like the guy. I don't even like the guy. He uh, <laughs> he doesn't box well. Like when I say box, he doesn't have the boxing technical skills. He looks like he just ran off the street and jumped in the boxing. <laughs> he throws the wildest punches, and he still fucking wins. And it makes me mad. I was about to bet two hundred dollars. So my boy is running the board right now, and I'm so glad he did not take me up on that bet. He thought I was playing, and I was so serious. <laughs> and I'm glad. Woo! Because hey, for a minute though, when it looked like I was gonna win, I was like, damn, I should have bet that money. And then when he lost, I said, ooh, shit! I'm so glad I didn't bet that money. That would have been $400 I lost mm. in the last mm-hmm. month. But for both of these bets, the person didn't take the bet. For the Super Bowl, my homeboy said, oh, I got too much money out there. I can't bet. This guy, he didn't think I was serious. Whew. Thank y'all, because I need that point. <laughs> I don't know. I would have been <laughs> fucked up without $400 in my pocket. Hey, it'd be like that. Yo, Angela's on her way. I sent her over. What? Uh... Yeah. Okay, so speaking of boxing, I know you talked about your homie who you knew that like was your student at one point. Yeah, What's yeah. been up with him lately? Um, In term, you know, like, he's not boxing about. right now, but okay. his brother mm. is an MMA fighter. Dope. He he went ahead and went all the way in, man. Nice. He's had his first professional fight. Um, yeah, he was actually he's man, he's so dedicated to. He worked so hard, man. He um he fought. If anybody, I know most of you people do not know who listens to this, but <laughs> Gracie, the Gracie name in MMA and UFC is huge. Mm-hmm. It's Hoyce Gracie was like the number one MMA fighter for years. His family has a history of being very good in uh, jujitsu and MMA. So Hoyce Gracie's son um, fought against my my boy's uh, brother. Mm-hmm. My boy won his debut. Dominated pretty much. The dude couldn't do shit against him. And now his second fight is going to be against Kimbo Slice's son. Goddamn. Yeah, man. I did not know Kimbo Slice's son was fighting. Yo, it's... um, Yeah, man. I'm super excited about it. He uh, he works really hard. He deserves everything he's going to get. Um, shit. I feel like we should pause this. And then, because she's on her way, but we have nothing else to talk about. <laughs> Can we pause this? Do you know? Are you sure, are you nervous about pausing? <laughs> are you you okay with it? Don't play. Did you? Yeah. How could you make me one? <laughs> <laughs> Was it that bad? Man, yeah, I can. I could do it. All right, so we should probably uh, oh put, that put these on, on? Yeah. okay. And we're just gonna jump straight into it. Tell me when you're ready, Britt. You already pressed record. All right, y'all, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> so hey. I know you're happy. Yes, we have 
I guess if we've been wanting to get on for a minute, mm-hmm. ever since I went to a restaurant, I told y'all how amazing it was. I hope y'all listened to me and actually went to the restaurant. I feel like a couple of people did ask me about that after that episode, so they was listening. So, Angela, how are you doing? Welcome. I'm awesome, and um, I'm glad I'm here. And yes, people did come and say, Joe sent me. Really? Nice. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about. Oh, lots I, of people right. came. That's what's up. Yeah. My, my engineer is telling me to stop yelling in the <laughs> mic. He said I have no etiquette at all when recording. <laughs> and I don't. I don't know. Look, guys, y'all know I'm just out here. I'm a renegade. Listen. I'm, that's the best the people are renegades. This? I'm a renegade. That's why we got to Jack Brew, just being for, a rebel. For, for real. And rebelling Who against the thought? And then when they industry. go, they're like, is this, I mean, it's. I see a donut place, but it's, I'm like, yo, that's it. Go in there. Shut up. Everything about me is an oxymoron <laughs> right. from like, my name to my business. <laughs> I was like, yo, don't, don't worry about how I look. Just go in there, mm-hmm. say what's up, order some food. And they did. And, and they did. Pop. And yeah. it pop, yo, it pop. All right, before we go into it, because there's a lot to talk about, I want to get into. Uh, this is awesome. I want to get into your background because, <laughs> all right, just be real. My first time seeing you was on um, House Party Three. That was like my one of my favorite movies as a kid. <laughs> Loved it. At first, I was like, oh man. We're, uh, I forget what the girlfriend's name was on the show. Vita. Vita. Well, oh, but, you mean Lindsay. Um, wait, no. Uh, Are you talking about kids' girlfriend? Kids' girlfriend. Before. The, um, her, I think her name was Sydney. Sydney. Sydney, Sydney oh. yes. yes. I was like, oh, man, Sydney ain't there. And then saw you. I was like, ah, I'm over it. <laughs> I was like, we're good. We're good. Even, even though I couldn't dance or sing? Hey, you know what? It's all good. <laughs> It's all good. That's funny though, because then they made sure they make sure they always gave her a little part where she had to dance, and they didn't do that. Oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> I never even thought about that. <laughs> no, I, I never thought about that's that. Funny. <laughs> that's funny. They just put me in tight dresses. <laughs> you did your thing. Um, so, where are you from? I am from a small country town outside of Ann Arbor called Milan, Michigan. I'm from a 175 acre farm. Wow. Right? Was not expecting that. <laughs> Was not expecting that at all. Yeah. So dirt I, roads. Some yeah. of the some of the roads went into trails. But we were that we we had a paved road, but it was still in the sticks. It went through the <laughs> cut through the countryside, but it was a paved sort of gravel road. Wow. Uh big family? There were at one point there was about fifteen of us in one house. Huge family. I'm an only child, though, in the midst of, of at least 100 cousins. My, my grandparents had 10 children. And, you know, back in the day, they was just, they were just having kids. They needed field hands. <laughs> and I was, I was raised a field hand. My first job in life was to wake the rooster. This is the, look, let me tell y'all something. I've been I didn't think this interview six. was going to go here. <laughs> Talk about this. That's why I can do what I do. People underestimated everything, particularly with a restaurant. It's a, it's it's work, and I know how to roll up my sleeves and, and work, and I know um, how to cook. I've been cooking for big um, uh, pe- uh, crowds of people since I was six years old. Wow. Yeah, I was raised by a man who uh, was uh, was everything. I'm so much like him. 
He had a lot of different interests and caring for people was, was his, was his biggest thing. He did all the taxes for all the country folk. And in the summertime, he'd open up the elementary school. He got, he got government assistance to open up the elementary school. And through the entire summer, we fed 300 kids a day. And I was his shadow. I would go to the to the grocery store with him and push that second cart. Um, we actually had three carts. He would push two, and I would push one. And we we fed kids. And I, well, I was just talking to my cousin the other day about some of the the meals. And then he would take us into town two days a week. We'd go swimming, and then um, there was field trips twice a month to Cedar Point, Pablo Island, and um, that was my my inspiration. He was very happy at. At, he had a servant's heart, so he gave me his servant's heart. That's what's up. This <laughs> sounds like an awesome up. childhood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. We, 175 acres, you can do a lot on 175 acres, and you don't have to come in when the street light comes on. Hmm. You just got to come in when them stars are out. <laughs> if that moon is full and it's shining bright, have your ass home by the time that moon <laughs> That is still. some country shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are no street lights. There are no street lights. Um, at one point, our our farm got this big post light, but um, it it bared no no weight on on anything that we were already already doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like how a lot of my family in Jamaica grew up. Like when they talk about living where my grandfather's house was, that's what they would describe waking yeah. up roosters and yeah the like. But the best thing about growing up like that, you learn early. You know work, you know eat. Mm. This and is... it's a metaphor for life, just period. Yeah. And for us, it was literal. <laughs> you don't work, right. you don't eat. We had fields for days. We grew soybean for Henry Ford. They made tires and wow. steering wheels out of it. And then we, we did all the, feed, all the feed corn for all the surrounding uh, farms. And we had acres of cucumbers, tomatoes, blackberries, all kinds of foods. Is that farm still in the family? No, you know the next generation just didn't didn't see it, and I didn't have a lot of say in anything. And there's probably a couple acres left. They've sold it oh, off. Yeah. I know, right? I I was just talking with somebody about this yesterday. Like that next generation usually has other plans, man. It's hard to keep it going. Anything when you even like businesses, like family restaurants and stuff like that. It's just. They don't have the same vision. Yeah. I'll it's tell pro you. Probably especially agriculturally. Like, yes. Yeah. Let me tell you something very, very important. If you don't touch the ground, your skin, if your skin does not touch the ground, it's very hard for you to stay grounded. If you don't take off your shoes, the, the earth, mother earth, we've disconnected from her. We've disconnected from our environment. We, we sunscreen ourselves too much. We, we put on shoes too much. You have to stay connected to the ground in order to stay connected. And the, the mm. second generation was comforted and was giving so many things that we thought was, was an advancement, but you, what was actually cutting that generation off from the environment. Man, I, it's funny. I know for the people to know me, they wouldn't believe this, but <laughs> my what I want one day is to eventually like leave this area, leave all this, go to a country and just have just have a farm and live off the land. Yeah, that's what I want. I know this doesn't y'all look at it's a great like, this is great. some bullshit, Joe. <laughs> I promise you. Somebody driving you. like, yeah, right, Joe. You ain't you a city boy. <laughs> Nobody's because land. I am from the city. Like right, I, right. I don't know shit about, but I will learn. I don't. My thing is I'm scared of living like this 
forever because mm. I'm too dependent. We're all very dependent yes. on what that grocery store is going to have. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what if they just say, what if they just shut all that down? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to get your own food? Wow. You know, I've never even thought like that. I've always known how to, I've never thought like that. But And I've always felt sorry for city kids. I, mean, it's I just, did. I felt bad for you guys. We, <laughs> because we really, I, I thought about this a long time ago, talking to my godmother. She grew up in uh, Missouri on a farm and back in like the 50s. And she was just like, yo, when... Uh, Nobody had anything. We had everything. Like the only thing we mm-hmm. had to go in town to get was flour. It's like we just lived off our farm. People needed food. We could help them out. But if if there's a depression, we don't feel it. Yep. It doesn't touch us because we live off our own land. I was like, that makes so much sense. And and people back then didn't eat as much meat either. So I read something. Were you vegetarian as a kid? I I tried, but but because of how the you know the, the the what we thought was good health and because I was um, fostered you not getting sick on me you better eat that pork chop you better eat that corned beef you better eat but I was trying to hide it for as long as I could but you know we were hawk-eyed and if you didn't clean your plate you were in trouble and they did let me try it for a while I um, I was very connected to the animals and it's funny, I was talking to my cousin the other day, and I was the one that got everybody in trouble, too. Um, that's another story. But um, I was, I've always been adventurous. And I remember <laughs> I tried to play with the piglets that were just born, and I was going to, I got convinced my cousins to go on top of their house, bang on the side, and I was going to lasso the mother pig. Now, mind you, I'm probably about 40 pounds. <laughs> and I was going to lasso this pig. Uh, me and my little cousin, my little cousin was going to get to ride the pig while I lassoed it. And while he was riding the pig and distracting it, I was going to go in the house and play with the piglets. <laughs> this is a lot. <laughs> hey. My grandfather from Alabama. That goddamn whore that dog would tear you apart. Get your ass up out of the It was just a hand. I remember his big hand. I think he grabbed all of us in one scoop. Oh, guys, I'm sorry. I don't know the <laughs> etiquette on podcasts. Um, uh, you want to just put it on silent on the side? Yes. <laughs> um, I just felt like I was helping my mom real quick. <laughs> 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 I'm not your mom. <laughs> she was like, here. I got a text from my dad. I just feel like I talk to my son right quick. I do him the same way. I don't even ask. I just need to do something with that. Look, <laughs> I feel it. Um, okay. So coming from that background and then, boom, Hollywood. How did that start? What did you start in? Was it comedy, <laughs> acting, modeling? What was the... Um, I started for performing um, for my family early. I was the goofball. There was a lot, of, even though it was very... Um, it was a wonderful life. There were um, there was a lot of you know, like any family, any big family, there was a lot of dysfunction. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of um, um, you know, my aunt, God bless her. She took on a lot. My uncle took on a lot. They they raised their siblings' children. My mom was a um, a singer in New York, and she ain't had no time for no kids. And thank God she you know she sent me to the family farm. 
and another aunt who had seven kids. She sent her kids to the farm. Um, so with that said, there was, there was a lot of people who weren't smiling. They just didn't. And my job, I recognized, was to bring some sort of relief to people. So, I mean, I've been a goofball, a serious goofball. It got me in trouble a lot, a class clown, all this stuff. Um, and then I'm halfway attractive. So <laughs> I, um, I put it together, and one of the first things, I, I knew that I had this something, and I knew that there was something special about me. We all have something special. And I tapped into my special very, very early because no one was putting fingerprints on my brain. Mm. I got to think outside of myself. I didn't. That's big. Yes. So I got to, um, I got to, to say who I was and what, what, and I, I just, I'm insightful. I've been insightful since I was a kid. And I just knew that my, job in life was to bring relief to others particularly in the form of smiles so um i i was a you know somebody told me when i was younger that comedy is the best medicine so i ended up a stand-up it's like i'm i'm gonna heal people through comedy um then i went from that to um raise my son and then i went to photography at a production company for years and i made people smile you know behind the lens it's like smile um but I started, what I started, I started modeling first. And um, um, I got to go everywhere with that. I walked for some of the... How did you get into modeling? Uh, knocked on a bunch of doors, mm -hmm. took a bunch of pictures, didn't have to suck any dick. <laughs> Thank God um, for that. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to do any of that because it was halfway attractive. Tall. I knew what I was doing. I, I, I have this thing. I have this thing, and I know how to tap into it, and I, I know how to um, engage, even right. when I'm not engaging with you. And I did, I did well. Um, I knew that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but it was a start. And I, and I just you knew, knew that I, yes, into, into it was going to lead someplace <laughs> else. When I was 24 years old, I was, I was. I was in the midst of my supermodelism um, in Atlanta. I was, I was doing a lot of catalogs, yeah, a lot of trade shows, a lot of a lot of that stuff. I really wasn't interested in going too far with modeling because I knew it's it's, it's it wasn't what I was going to do, and I wanted to do a lot of different things in order to find that that thing. And then looking back, there isn't one thing. It, mm. You can do a lot of stuff and I have I've done, I've done so much stuff it's crazy but I freaking love it I love everything I've done so I went from um I went from modeling to uh stand-up comedy and I was the I was the funny model for a while and then I just really I was like this is my this is this I can do this I can have a voice and I can make people you know give them their medicine when I was 24 years old, um, like I was saying, in the midst of my supermodelism, a group of um, us, we were, were heading out. We were going out, and um, we stopped by a friend's house. She had a fortune teller over there, and I was I was just hanging with everybody. I was riding, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> she had told everyone's fortune, and we were ready to leave. I wasn't really interested. I knew I was heading somewhere. I just knew I had to keep working. No, no work, no eat. And um, we were walking out the door, and she said, y you 
are going to, and she, she stopped this and she said, you're going to be one of the most famous people in the world. Wow. And I, I just looked at her. I was like, I'm, I'm, I didn't, I didn't ask for your services. I ain't no paying you nothing. Thank you, ma'am, but bye. Right? So I'm like, okay, that's all right. Okay, thanks. But she said, no, no. And the way that she said it, she was she was smiling and kind of saying it to me. It was I still see this woman's face. She was like smiling, like kind of like a like, yeah, you see, you're gonna see. And she said, You're not gonna do it um once, you're gonna do it twice, and you're gonna show everybody. You're going to show everybody. She just kept saying that. And then she said, she told me I would have one child, and that child was going to do something special. And I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it for years Mm -hmm. until about maybe like two years ago. And I literally, I I, I thought about it late at night, and I sat straight up in bed. And I was like, if Felicia ain't one of the most famous people in the world, I don't know what is. And then coming back with the the vegan cafe, Mm -hmm. I was walking in Lamert Park yesterday, and people were stopping me left and right. I went into a couple of shops, and they were like, jackfruit! That's beautiful. Listen, when I was writing up notes, you know, for the interview, I was like, this woman... Yeah, he did say that without yeah. effort, without her own like effort to like. It wasn't like you're doing to want to be in the public eye like that. You just kept popping up. Like the by Felicia thing became a thing. You didn't do that on your own. You didn't say, "Hey, I need this to be trending." It just happened. And then your son. I'm heavy in the football recruiting. Your son pops up. He's one of the top recruits in the nation. And everybody's like, oh, and by the way, you know, the whole by Felicia thing, that's his mom. It's like, what? And Crazy. That, right? Dies down a little bit. You know, he goes off to college, dies down a little bit. I mean, by Felicia's still a thing, but, you know. And then jackfruit. And just because it's good, like, you can be, you know, by Felicia will only carry you so far. Yeah. If your food's not good, yeah. it wasn't going to matter. Yeah, it's good, mm-hmm. and it grew and grew. But all right, before we go too far, because I do want to kind of go it's step by lightning, life. lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I, I want to go step Perfect by step example. with this. You know, you went, you went into comedy, um, House Party three, uh, Friday. Did you think Friday? You know. Yes. You knew absolutely one hundred percent. As soon as I read the script, I was, I was. Um, I was married to a screenwriter who taught me a lot. I'm a, I'm, I consider myself a lifelong learner. So wherever I am, I'm going to pick something up and, and add it to, my, to, to whatever I'm doing in life. But I knew that that script was so beautiful. And I knew that they, they wanted Chris for Smokey. I knew that they wanted, I, I, I just said, if these, all these pieces come together, this film might eclipse one of the greatest Uptown Saturday Night, and it's funny that they both have a week of the day in their in their in their titles. But I I knew immediately. My agent actually passed on it. My manager passed on it, and I was taking a walk one day, and I I got back and I called and I said, "Hey, t- what that that Cube project? Do we get any notes on that? Oh yeah, they offered it to you, but we passed. Well, you've got until five o'clock to have the script on my porch." <laughs> and uh, the script showed up and it was effortless I, I put a couple of things in and then I um because she she was she was special she's not a crackhead 
Um, people want to say she's a crackhead because I, I guess she's she, a crackhead. She's not a crackhead. Now she'll she'll smoke your weed up, <laughs> and you leave a joint and it's not there. Um, well, it's gone, and I'm you know, but she would. She's not a crackhead. She just. You know, she just vibrated low, low conscious level. One of those, you know, God watches out for babies and fools. And she's yeah, kind of yeah, a combination yeah. of a baby and a fool. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw her, I was like, I've seen her before. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen her Definitely. before. Definitely. <laughs> and then especially with the, like, the sister that's actually doing shit. Right. I was like, yeah, I've seen that combination before. Yeah. That movie, it came out when I was like <laughs> 13. I was in the eighth grade. And I was like. Six. Okay. See, you had to do that. <laughs> no, I say it because my parents still took me to see it just because it was still important for us to go see it. Um, well, I was 26. Oh, <laughs> like I'm both of you. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I knew that movie word for word. I watched it every day that summer after the eighth grade going into the ninth grade. I watched it every day. My parents used to get so mad. Like, why are you still watching that movie? Oh, I love that movie. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned Chris that you know that they wanted Chris for uh, Smokey. Did you know him from the comedy ring? Like, were y'all doing a lot of stuff together, stand up back then? Yeah, Chris and I came from Atlanta around the same time. Oh, okay. And um, me, him, Faison, we were kind of a crew. We were always together. Nice. We were always, um, you know, just pushing each other, driving each other, supporting each other. And when Chris went in for his audition, they sent him away. And he called me from the audition. He was like, man, they they told me to go work with a coach. Woo, woo, woo. Let me get your coach's number. I was like, they don't want you to work with a coach. They want you. And I was like, come over here. Just get over here. And I put on a big pot of spaghetti. And Chris um, Chris came with Faison. I called Faison. I was like, get over here. We got to help Chris. He, you know, yada, yada, yada. And we spent about four hours in my apartment, and when he left, he was smoky. That is, that is amazing. I, okay, I'm glad that you brought up Faison because he <laughs> has something to say about Dave Chappelle, saying he's not funny. Faison he, doesn't think anyone's funny, to tell you the truth. Oh. It's it's not a Dave Chappelle. It's, he doesn't think Cedric the Entertainer was funny, and he will get mad at you if you laugh at Cedric the Entertainer. It's like... Uh, I'm sorry, but the nigga's funny. <laughs> Shit. Right. Come on. I was on tour with him. I, I could tell you he's funny on and off stage. And particularly Dave Chappelle is also funny. I, I, was, he, I got frustrated listening to him because I'm like, he's not going to tell me that my laughs aren't real. But he did give props <laughs> to Kevin Hart. So. Well, okay. <laughs> I think Kevin gave him a job once and See, that Dave did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're Look. talking. And because I, I money like, craves loyalty. Uh, Amen. No pay, no loyalty. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this, this, because hmm. one thing I don't like, especially with our folks, black folks, yep. I don't like hating on a public forum. Mm-hmm. Like talking to each other. Yeah, I can tell Thank y'all don't you. like shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. me and John talk about not liking stuff all the time. Thank you. And we have never brought it up on air. Yeah. Because I'm a fan of Faison Love. I actually think the guy is a funny comedian. Oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> Everything he's There's a-, a term called making the walls laugh. There's a term in, in the in the stand-up world. Uh-huh. There's a few terms, but one of them is making the walls laugh. And I had never seen it before. 
uh, the only time I've ever seen it done was from Faison. And I was sitting there, and it's like the laugh goes to this level. And it's not, it's, it's I can't even explain it. And then I, I opened up my eyes. I was like, oh, snap, he's making the walls laugh. This is it. <laughs> wow. And Faison's the only one I've ever seen do that. That's, that's dope. Yeah, he, he's special. And yeah, I just, you know, I didn't like that because I, I, I personally, I do believe that Dave Chappelle right now is the king of comedy. I do. And I, I knew that when Chappelle was 19 years old. I used to. Ooh. That's what everybody says. Yeah. Besides Face on Love, but that's what everybody other every other comedian says. Like he, well, I knew he was that guy. Yeah, but there's some, you know, there, it, you, for me, the um, comedy competitions and judging comedy. I think art is subjective. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't say. For sure. Someone's not funny if I'm sitting here laughing. Yeah. Well, you can say, but what what you can say is he's not funny to me. Right. But to say someone's not funny is you 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 just you can't do it, and and it's wrong, and you only expose yourself when you do that. You're not exposing anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we touched on that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So when did you? What what year? I mean, I guess when you you decided to give up acting and everything to take care of your son when your son was born. Yeah. How was that process like? Was that was that hard to do, or were you like, of course, I mm-hmm. can't wait to raise my son. I'm done. Well, when you fall on the sword, it hurts. <laughs> Just bottom line, it 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 hurts. I had worked very very hard, but when I came to Los Angeles, I came with a list, and I did everything on the list from. I wanted to um, I wanted to be a lead in a film. I wanted to do series regular. That's Cousin Skeeter. Yeah. Oh, my Vanessa. God. We didn't bring up Cousin Skeeter. That, that was so that good. That show was <laughs> such a huge part of my childhood, but yeah. as you were. Uh, <laughs> Cousin Skeeter was amazing. <laughs> I wanted to do global commercial. I wanted to do national commercial. I wanted to do an interesting character. And then the last thing on the list was Mom. And... You know, I did it all, and by the time I got to mom, we we um, we planned him. He wasn't an accident. It was time to have the baby. But watch what you you ask for, and there there were adjustments. Um, I did cousin Skeeter. He was three, so my my dressing room was just a big playroom um, on cousin Skeeter. We we stayed on cousin Skeeter for four years, and when Bradley entered preschool, is when um, I. I decided, you know, I want I he won't be able to be raised and we we're in the valley, so we're in the burbs, but I just felt so bad that he wasn't gonna have the childhood that I had raised on this farm. So I wanted to be there with and for him in in a way that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was touring and in a hotel room in Paducah, Kentucky, waiting to, you know, open up for Bernie Mac. Um Bradley's childhood was absolutely magnificent. I mean, we stayed at the beach. We stayed, you know, I always would pick him up from preschool and he'd fall asleep in the car and I'd surprise him. He'd wake up. We were at Six Flags. Um, He had home-cooked meals. I sat with him every day doing homework. Mom, Um, you should have stepped your game up. Oh, my God. (laughs) God dang it, Mom. You you could have done better. (laughs) You're an amazing young man, <laughs> and she did amazing. <laughs> so you and you and Bradley got to the same little road, and it, it takes different roads to get to the same place. But you're magnificent, and that's why I'm sitting here because your mom did a great job. 
See? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Oh boy. <laughs> but when it but but you know, I kept getting calls from promoters and I was still super, super funny. And I remember making Bradley laugh one time. He was laughing so hard, his eyes got wide and he looked at me and I could tell he was like, Who are you? Stop. <laughs> he couldn't like he was grasping for air. But then over the next like by the time he got to be like nine, ten, the funny started dying. And then by the time he was thirteen, I was just a corny motherfucker. It was just nothing, <laughs> nothing. There's funny. nothing you can do about that. Pulling we the mom just, jokes out. Look, we are <laughs> nothing at was that funny. age. You could be funny to everyone else That's in true. the world. That is true. Not to your child. I was not funny to my child or anybody else in the world. Oh wow. So that was hmm. so that that hurt. And I remember telling people, you probably be glad it's like ten years ago. <laughs> 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 that was the funniest thing. You just better to be glad. And then I made a mistake. I did I did a couple of shows, like just wanting to to feel like like you know, like a old athlete coming yeah, back to yeah. ruin his legacy. legacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's man. like, ah, oh, she ain't funny. It's like no, I used to be really funny. I got a stand ovation at the Apollo. I swear to God, I did. No, I was I was just not that long ago. Um, that video, you uh, was it a Dev Jam? Yeah. Yeah, it's circulating. Yeah, it was circulating. I was like, oh shit, this is hilarious. Yep. Oh. Yeah, but wow. live, live, I was, I mean, you, your, your brain's a muscle, and when you're as passionate about your things as I am, I mean, live, man, I could go. I could go. No, I just, I mean, your <laughs> confidence, even at the, even, in the later days to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going back. That being a stand-up comedian is hard. Like giving a speech in front of people is hard. But then that's easy to me compared to I need to create laughter from this crowd. Yeah. That seems like the most difficult thing in the world to me. I had the best mentors. I've always had good timing with these industries. Mm. And when I um and I, when I say good timing, like right now I'm in the vegan world and veganism is great timing. Mm-hmm. When I when I stepped into the comedy world, it was right before the black comedy explosion. So the timing was perfect and I had amazing right. mentors. And I started there in Atlanta in a club called the, the Comedy Act Theater. And every act came through the Comedy Act Theater. Some of them, this was their first time on the road. Joe Torrey, um, uh all of I remember them. Joe Torrey was big back in the yeah. Um, yeah. D.L. Hughley. Uh, 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 Mar- People don't know how Martin funny D.L. Hughley was. Oh my God. D. I mean, he's still funny to me, but when he was the host of Comic View, yep. oh, he used to tear into everybody's ass in the audience. And that was <laughs> the funniest part of the show. He was very quick witted. He was very quick. Um, Jamie Foxx. Martin and Jamie. Okay. Jamie Foxx came and developed at, at this club in Atlanta. He came and he spent a couple of weeks and and, and he'll tell you when he left that club, he, he had went to the mountaintop and, and comedy was fresh. So my timing was really well. I had the, I, I, I got to sit and watch all of these greats from J. Anthony Brown, Mark Curry, Steve Harvey, Martin Lawrence, AJ Sanders, AJ Johnson, Faison Love. They all came through Wait, the comedy. AJ Johnson was a stand-up comic too? AJ Johnson, Ezel, Ezel, not the. Actor. I was like, wait, what? No, <laughs> but that is a good connection because AJ Johnson was on House Party One. True, House around. Party franchise. Yeah, and she's from Atlanta. Well, she went to school in Atlanta. Yes, 
So, Her story's pretty good. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So you would consider those your mentors, the ones you just named? Yeah, I just can. I, well, actually, the club owner was was my main mentor, and 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 one of his one of his things was write every day. So what did I do? I wrote every day, everywhere I went. I had my book with me, and I and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And um, then the second note was, if it's funny to you, it's going to be funny to them. So something was funny to me. I developed an attitude of, if it's funny. I'm going to have fun telling you what I think is funny. And the more fun that I have, the more fun the audience is going to have. And it just goes back and forth, back and forth, the energy. And, and I mean, I could get to a point where I just, I could work a crowd into a frenzy because I knew the science of it. I knew, um, but, but there was a, it's a lot of work. And once you, once you break that nut and you understand the science of it and you're rolling, you do have anxiety prior to, you know, why your name's being introduced. But once you once you hit the sweet spot, there's nothing in the world like making 6,000 people laugh hard at once. There's, there's I mean, sex is great, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talking about the hard work that you put in and all the, those other comedians put in back in the day. How do you feel about these Instagram comedians these days like how do you feel about that okay I read a comment someone was talking somebody talked about today's rappers and said it it evolved into this because of where it came from and you cannot question evolution of art so all the old hip-hop heads are mad at this new generation when Curtis Blow was mad at, you know... The, the next generation. The next generation. Everybody is mad at the next generation. Exactly. Yeah. When, hey, if, 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 if that's what you do, you do what you do. I, I, I have... I, because we, you know, a lot of things sort of, sort of hurt black comedy... Um, but where, wherever it goes, it's supposed to go because that's where it went. What do you think some of those things were that hurt, uh, that have hurt black comedy? The hacks, the hacks who went on, um, who watched Def Jam. Def Jam was black excellence. Yeah, it was, definitely. it was at its finest. And then the other shows came behind it and, you had hacks who, you know, had three, four minutes of material from watching Def Jam and then reformulating jokes. And then after a while, the audience is like, I heard that before. This is so it got stale. It got stale. Uh, and then um, and then it, it did. It did hurt the industry. But but it's thriving now. I see all of my old constituents are touring and doing mm-hmm. things. And OK, and I think about this because, you know, we talked about I just brought the Instagram comedians they, from what I hear, they don't tend to uh, do so well when they get on that stage mm-hmm. for the most part. So they have that good following, but when they, it doesn't transfer to a good stage show. And Stand that's where that hard is, work yeah. comes in. Yeah. That, you know, that you guys put in. So it needs to be a combination. And Kevin Hart does a great job at combining all those things. He saw that the, the social media world was gonna be big for him. Even Michael Blackson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the funny thing is, 
I never thought Michael Blackson was that funny. <laughs> but I really enjoy him on social media. Mm-hmm. He's funny to me on social media. That's real. It's funny. Back back in the day, for me, it was the difference between um, between stand-up comedy and TV show comedy. Yeah. That's what our difference. And it's a completely different energy. It's a different beat. Um, it's a completely different comedy. And some comedians do so much better in the TV world versus on that stage. I, Mike Epps is funny. I'm sure if Mike Epps was in his room right now, we'll be dying laughing just dying. by mm-hmm. who he, just what he does, how he talks, everything. On the stage, he's always all over the place for me. So He doesn't have a... Um, a, a, a a particular POV, something that he's, you know, whether hey, I'm a I'm a I'm a dude from the Midwest that knows a bunch of gangsters or whatever. I don't know what his voice is. I know what Kevin's voice is. Yeah, yeah. I know, you know, the the biggest example for me. I mean, because I'm I'm older now. Um, Roseanne, she was a domestic goddess. That was her point of view. How am I going to take care of these kids in this in this house being a fat lazy bitch <laughs> how am I yeah, gonna do no, it yeah and we'd laugh because because of her shortcomings mm-hmm. Michael just seems to be a um for me and it, yeah, that's interesting that you said that because for me he just seems to be um um he's hella talented I love him more oh. as a dramatic actor yeah. than anything okay did you see him in Bessie I didn't see him in Bessie but I saw Gosh. him in the, another film where he played God, what was that? Cadillac Row or it was something. This dude was nah, just he's, enchanting. He's, he's, he's got sparkle. it. Spark was it Sparkle? It was sparkle. sparkle. I didn't get to see that one. When people dissed the, the he was even the good film. at jumping the broom. And that was not that great. But he was great. <laughs> I think he's more of a I think he's more of an actor than I, than a stand up. And that's why I brought truth. it up because I don't care for him too much as a stand up comedian, even though I, I know he's a funny person. But on TV, he's a very funny actor and also really good, you know, just a really good actor anyway. I like but, him dramatic. Mm-hmm. I, I, his, his on, he drops in. you know, I, I had a different, I was looking at uh, the next Fridays through a different lens than everyone else. Mm-hmm. So as a matter of fact, I went to the, to the Friday, next Friday with Faison. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord, that was like. <laughs> what was he saying? What was he saying? <laughs> uh, why don't you niggas just refight? It's some bullshit. What the fuck is? What is he, no, let me stop telling them. <laughs> all right, all right, look. But but you I know, loved it. I but you say you the next Friday. I cry on next Friday. <laughs> yeah, I love next Friday. I love Friday after next. I Mike Epps is. I think what's man. always said though. I think everybody always says it though is that even though we find all three Fridays funny. We clearly know that the first Friday is the classic. Okay. Like, and it had a deeper. Would you agree, Joe? It had a deeper yes. under. Okay, like, okay. Because okay. I was going to leave one. if no, you did. This is my thing. Friday. <laughs> I was bouncing. The first, the, first Friday, the first Friday is a better movie. Mm-hmm. It's a yes. way better movie. Structurally. Story, mm-hmm. all everything. That. Yeah. Everything. Characters. Yeah. Next Friday and Friday after next, we're just like. It's funny. Funny. It's just <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just laugh. Especially a lot. Friday after next. Yeah. I, who's your, yeah. who's, who were some of your favorite? I mean, all the characters were amazing. I loved Pinky. Yes. Pinky was. Motherfucker the, almost made me spill my. No, yuck. no, Pinky made. That part. I think Pinky may have been. Yeah. Money Mike. Money Mike. 
That's when we got introduced <laughs> to Cat Williams. Yeah. Before that, Cat Williams did my church's uh, <laughs> Christmas party. Wait, excuse me? <laughs> yes, he would do. He would do. Comedy for uh, churches and stuff. That's, that's, that's so funny. When I, I first met that. him, he was like, and he was killing it. He was. You gonna get your money, however, man. Yeah. You gonna yeah. Look, if you want to get your money, you'll learn how to not cuss. Shoot. If you're funny, you can make anything funny. That's true. If you're funny, you can sit there with a group of old ladies, yep. old white women, yep. and make them laugh. Yep. And I believe Cat Williams can do that. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. But yes, he can. Yeah. I, no, it was okay. That's all right. <laughs> Before we get, because this is good, we got to get to how did all right. I do want to. So you being in the spotlight, you being an actress, comedian, then your son gets the spotlight, being a um, being a top recruit in the country. How did how did the family um, handle that? But that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it was planned. You know, pass the torch, and that's he was raised to. I mean, he. Although he wasn't in the spotlight, I mean, I stepped away from everything. He's um, been around some of the most famous people in the world. I mean, I don't want to name drop, but um, it's okay. That helps us. He's he. All right, so I I I got an opportunity to. Um, well, we will. I won't go there, but oh. he's um, he's been around um, extreme fame, extreme wealth. Um, it's in, in our household, it's not, um, it's not held in the same regards as if you haven't had that. Does that make sense? No, I get it. That actually makes it makes sense for him to be the quarterback. What's pressure? What? Everybody's looking at me. Everybody, I I know, I know this already. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So he goes, he's big time recruit. Your name gets... This is when this is in the midst of by Felicia come you know getting some steam. Trending. I learned that by Felicia was trending in the same conversation. I learned he had his offer to Miami. Wow! I had no idea. Wow! I, was, I had no web presence. I'm just a mom. I was just a stay at home mom. And you were was, out. You were out the way. You weren't even. So how did that unfold for you? Yeah, I, I it tripped me out. My friend called me, and we were waiting for an offer for Brad. And um, when he when he got the first one to Miami. I knew he was going to go and knew he was going to go. Um, have you ever read The Alchemist? Yes. Bradley really adheres to that book. Um, that book grabbed him, and he knows he has to go on a journey. He has to leave home. I didn't know he was going to go on the other side of the country. <laughs> and that's a whole other story that's in itself. But um, I gave him my my blessing. Mm-hmm. But, but what it, was your preference? I am not going to say, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You know, I wanted him to leave the state. I okay. did want him to go away, but you know that was really, really far, and it took a lot out of me, and it and was kind of tough on me. My only child, my whole world. But my friend called and said, "Congratulations!" And as soon as he said "Congratulations," I just said, "Oh my God, who?" And he said, "Miami." And I literally dropped the phone. I was like, "Miami! Oh my God!" I, I literally did the uh, uh, three Stooges. I was on my side, <laughs> running in the middle of the floor, on the floor. Yes. It was like. That's and then, but then I came back to the phone. I was like, "Not Ohio, right?" And he was like, "No, not with right. you." <laughs> if people don't know, there is a Miami at Ohio. Not that there's anything wrong with it. No, uh, who came out of there? The Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a cousin there now. Oh. Who's a, no, a big time baller. It's a good football school. It's and not, basketball. It's I got not, a cousin. It's, Hi, it's Tori. Not, it's not the U. No, it's not the U. No. So, so he, um, 
I, I found out about it. And then, and then when we, you know, we, we talked and, you know, and then he said, when we're getting off the phone, he said, bye, Felicia. <laughs> and I was like, Negro, did you just say bye, Felicia? Why are you bringing that up? I was like, ooh, <laughs> you ancient. And he was like, Angie. It's trending. And I was like, what's trending? He said, ooh, you ancient. <laughs> you really got- <laughs> so, so I, um, he said, you got Twitter? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and so, and, and I went to it and it popped up and I was like, I got Twitter. He says, now you see where it says search? And I was like, okay. He said, just put in hashtag by Felicia. Did you even know what hashtag was? I'm just, I'm just, because if I, like, if he I explained told, it. Okay. I thought he, he talked I, me I all thought, the way through it. You see, you know, the, the I, I number thought, sign. Yeah. The, the pound. pound sign. Yeah. yeah I he, put that okay. in. Look, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> no, I did not know what hashtag was. <laughs> I didn't know what Bob Felicia was. And they spell it, they spell it differently than Well, that you. was my fault. I, I, well, actually it was a photographer, it was a printing guy. Printing guy gave me um, a bunch of t-shirts. Uh-huh. He just gave them to me and he wrote, um, Felicia and Ezell chilling on a Friday. It's a picture of me and Ezell on these t-shirts mm-hmm. that um, AJ and I had used a couple of times. We we did some shows and we signed them for people after the show. Mm-hmm. And he spelled it wrong. And But they was free. And, and I didn't know, you know, social media was going right. to blow it up it like this. was going to do all of that. So I actually, one day, I put the picture online. And it's the picture. This picture has went all over the globe. I was in, I was in Italy. Oh, wow. I was in Germany. <laughs> I swear crazy. to God. I was in North Africa. I don't know the North African accent, but they said it. That's funny. But <laughs> yeah, so the he spelled it wrong. And so it's it's amazing that that has influenced pop culture. That wrong yep. spelling. And I let it fly. And it's like, it's crazy. So it's away. it's crazy because a lot of a lot of that has happened a lot lately too. Though, like social media, I think this generation, like a lot of times, it might be around an uncle or an aunt, and they might see a movie on or something, and they'll think it's funny, and they'll like post about it, and then it'll become like a running joke online. And they don't realize it was a huge part of Black culture in the '90s, and now that person <laughs> or that project or that thing is being talked about again heavily. So, and yeah. it's funny because you know, even though these people did recognize you, there are so many people. Using by Felicia and mm-hmm. have no idea where it no, comes from. No idea. It's <laughs> so funny. It was Mostly my white friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what you're saying? <laughs> funny. Like, and y'all like, need to see the movie so y'all can get. So y'all can you're like, oh wait, that's from a movie. And I'm like, I should slap you right now. And, and, and then when the um, when celebrities or big 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 people say it, mm-hmm. my phone blows up. Mm-hmm. So it's either I know either Bradley's done something amazing. Or someone has said, someone famous has said, "By Felicia." Hey, The Rock did it. The Rock uses it. The The Rock uses it. Um, um, when Robin Robbins just said it about Amarosa. Yep. Oh yeah, yep. she did. Yo, that sure was dope. did. My oh. inbox, my inboxes, my texts, everything just burp, burp, burp. like who said by Felicia? <laughs> um, Michelle Obama said it. Yes, she when sure she did. interviewed with Oprah. Um, someone just said it recently. Oh, Charles Blow just said it. Um, he hashtagged by Felicia Charles Blow, the political commentary, the oh, brother. Shit. Yeah. So you in all realms. <laughs> all, realm. all, right. all realms, all countries. So um, I'm on Instagram and a friend of mine posts a picture. Uh, no, 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 no. I think she just texts me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, you got to try this restaurant not too far from your house. <laughs> uh, it's called Jackfruit Cafe. It's vegan. And she knew I recently, I recently turned vegan. 
she's and she had been vegetarian or vegan for years, all the years I've known her. Um, what's up, Randy? Uh, <laughs> Hi, Randy. Thank you, Randy, for suggesting Jackfruit Cafe to Joe. She's like, yo, and um, the uh, you know the actress that played Felicia on Friday is her restaurant. I was like, what? All right, I'm check it out. So of course I go because I mean there are there's quite a bit of there's quite a few vegan restaurants out here, but she's black, so I'm gonna go there. <laughs> you know, I gotta go to a black owned one. <laughs> so um, I go, and she is. The nicest person ever. <sighs> like, so cool. I'm already like, I love her. I don't even care how this food tastes. Mm. I'm coming back. <laughs> like, for that's, real. Re that's a reflection of you, too. Uh, man, I, I I told everybody after. Then I told you, you I was like, yo, <laughs> no, the food's we, we good. We were working together at the time. He came to work, told everybody. He was like, yo. I was like, the food's good, but she's like, she's dope. I'm going back just to say hi. Aww. And I was there like every week. <laughs> that garden burger. Yeah, I love. The, I did love the garden burger, but now the Impossible Burger. I love that even more. <laughs> um, so, how did that start? How did that become a thing? Your son goes away. Now he was in the league. No, he wasn't in the league yet. Was um, well, going back to when he went to Miami. Here's the story. I hit a wall, and um, just even talking about it, it, and I could feel what I felt when he left, when I dropped him off at the airport and I had to, huh, shit. It was one of the toughest things that, that I've ever done was to watch him just walk away and go to the other side of the country. Actually, um, I didn't put him on a plane. Actually, I got on the plane with him. And when I, um, I remember the night before my plane was to leave in the morning, I remember us standing in the doorway and me just looking at him and saying, this is, this is where this world led us to. And he goes, yeah, and you got to go, Mom. It's 1030, and I got meetings in the morning, so if you don't mind. And I remember I just stood there. I would not turn my back, and he had to shut the door in my face. I was like, you're going to have to shut the door. And I literally stood there staring at his door like a ding-dong, staring at my kid's dorm door. And I remember Stacy Coley coming and walking me to the elevator, and he's like, oh, mom, we got him. That, that dude, 6'4", that dude, you, he, mom, come on. And then I popped out of it, but then I got on a plane and cried all the way to L.A. And, and then I started, prior to him leaving, I started comforting myself with food. I wasn't, um, I wasn't fully vegan yet, and I, was, I thought that I was doing a good thing feeding him. And I, I hadn't really done a whole lot of homework um, um, and I ballooned. I ballooned up. I was 200, and the, the biggest that I got, I was like 227 pounds. All right, let's just say it. Well, I was 230, and um, I mean, I'm six feet. So I was carrying it, but I show you a picture. I was, I was a big girl, and then I started having shortness of breath, um, getting out of bed. My, my feet hurt. I was pre-diabetic. Um, I, was, I was on my way to just completely breaking down. And I was standing in the middle of Lane Bryant one day, and I caught myself in the mirror. And not that there's anything wrong with, with shopping at Lane Bryant, but, well, you know. Right. And yeah, I had been, you know. They yeah. did. <laughs> her point is it wasn't her, Joe. Uh, no, Stop right, trying I'm to fat shame people. <laughs> oh, God, it's like his goal. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. I used to be almost 300 pounds, so when I lost weight, it was my goal in life to just talk shit about fat people. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, I just and it really wasn't so much the my. I just I just was feeling bad, and I was deeply, deeply, deeply depressed and I, and I was in the sunken place and, and no one had stirred any tea to get me there. I was in the sunken place and I had to get myself out and I knew the way out. Um, I didn't know the way out, but I knew I left out Lane Bryant and I went over to Target and I bought myself a juicer. I didn't know what I was going to juice, but I bought a Jacqueline Lane juicer. Then I went over to, to Trader Joe's and I got a bunch of vegetables and I juiced about four gallons of vegetables, not knowing that it's not going to yeah, last yeah, more. Yeah. Than- <laughs> Yo, this is crazy because these are some real similarities. Like everyone, this is I, everyone's story. Yeah, I definitely started with the juice. Remember I used to juice every day? Mm-hmm. I started juicing every day. Then it makes you feel better and and you're like, okay, I'm on to something. I even had to. I even learned to. I don't need all these extra vegetables. I kept grabbing new stuff. I was like, I was just yeah. like, you know, Get the ones I like. Yeah, stick with my cucumber, celery, kale, ginger, lemon. We're good. Oh, I did. Um, I did cilantro, parsley. I would throw that cucumber. in there because of yeah. what it does to clear clean out mm-hmm. what the metallic stuff. I don't know. Something <laughs> I read something somewhere. Yeah. Hey, like most of the time, I don't know the information forever. I knew it for that time. Right, That's why right. I did it. I just don't hold on to it. <laughs> I love it. So then going back to my life's purpose that I knew was to make people smile. I knew my life purpose was for other people. So once I figured it out and all I was out of the sunken place, I was out of the sunken place fast. Um, I was still in it, but I could see the door. I could see out. Um, it was close. And it um, felt good. I felt better. Like, Feeling healthy. It's unreal. There's oh, nothing like yeah. it. And and my son's an only child, and I knew I had to do better for him. I, I, I had just buried my mom a few few years prior, and I didn't want him to have to go through all of that. So so right. I just knew I, I really had to take care of myself and not, you know, for him. And, um, you know, I figured it out, and... And then I figured out why so many people are depressed and so many people are doing bad. And then, you know, I talked to everyone I knew and then I just put the plan in motion. I claimed it. It was like I claimed my, my show business career. And I, I knew once I tasted jackfruit, I tasted jackfruit for the first time two years prior to opening. And once I tasted it, I said, this is it. This is my meat substitute. I'm going to do all kinds of things with it. I'm going to make it like chipotle, and I'm going to have different meat, different jackfruits for you to pick nice. from, and I'm going to make a soul food. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to help Bradley finish out Miami. I'm going to, I'm going to stay dormant. I'm going to stay in my lane, and as soon as he finishes, um, I'm going to go for it. And as soon as he finished, we... Um, we opened the doors. He he was in the league, so we opened the doors about maybe about two weeks after after he signed with Detroit. We were rolling. So how how um, how did that like the start of it? Were you how were you nervous about it? I mean, because you don't seem to get too nervous about anything, because you it's like you know that. I've had everything and I've had nothing. So there's nothing that you can take from me that 
there's no space that I haven't filled and know how to be happy in. I'm just, I'm happy and I'm satisfied with just having life. So I, but, you know, being practical and being realistic, there were, there was, you know, everyone has a fear of, of failure and people saying, ah, I told you so. Mm-hmm. And people were telling me, ain't nobody in that area want that bullshit. Ain't nobody going to eat that shit. Hey, you was wrong and a motherfucker. Sucks. You we, wrong and a motherfucker. And they wanted me to name it crazy stuff. Um, name it, name it um, uh, after the donut shop. It's King's Donut. So you name it Queen's. And, you know, and I was going down that <laughs> lane. I was listening to people. And in the 11th hour, I was like, I'm going for this and I'm going to do what I know in mm-hmm. my spirit, what the the universe is talking to me. It's not talking to you. Want me to do with the donut shop. It's not talking to you. It's talking to me. So I have to listen and I have to respond. And I said the name of it is Jackfruit Cafe because Jackfruit was becoming popular and people were interested in it. And I put it in the name. It's like, it's a no-brainer. And the first week was... Oh shit! I made forty five dollars, and they were charging me. They charged me an arm, a leg, and a foot over there, and two toes on the other. I'll show you. I'm missing two toes right now. I swear to God. Um, oh my God. Um, <laughs> actually, a toenail, but Shoot, I lost that in a card game. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but I opened. They ain't never seen that many people in that place. They've, they freaked out. They started taking, the, the guy who works there in the afternoon is the brother of the owner. The owner, owner only works up until about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. He opens up about 5.30 and then he's gone by 10.30. And he confessed that they thought I was only going to last for a couple of months. So he gave me this stiff, this stiff, stiff, stiff monthly note. And I didn't care. I was like, I got the money. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I need to open this up, whether I last two months, whether I last three months. I need to see if I'm going to be able to take care of people in this neighborhood. So, you know, I'm going to pay for this this education. I can go to college, do all this, or I can give this money to this Thai fuck. And that's what I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I gave it to him. And the first month, um, I went in the hole, but I saw glimmers. And somebody came in and told me, God, I got to chill. Somebody came in and asked me not to stop. Said, I don't know what you got to do, but please don't stop. Because I need you here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sick. And I need you to stay. So I went in my other pocket. And went deep. And paid for a second month. And I remember going right down to the wire. Oh, shit, it's, we got two more days in the month. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it, but I need these two days to make it. And I broke even. Third month, the jackfruit had had made enough to take care of the third month. Halfway through the third month is when I knew it's going to be all right. But I was riding my bike as fast as I could, and the ties the Thai people was throwing spokes at my bicycle. They was throwing wrenches at my spokes. Hmm. But I was like, it's okay. I, I be falling down all the time. I'm going to get right back up. What were some of the things they were doing? Um, 
You need, you need, you need your own insurance. No, you can't have your own insurance. You need your own this. No, you can't have it. No, you need, you need to do this. Then they had a bet. They had, it's that bullshit. They had a bet going that I was only going to last two months. So one of the partners would come in all the time and, hey, why, what you doing that? What you doing that for? You going to get varicose veins. Girl, this work ain't for you. And would come and try to distract me all day because he was losing the bet. You... Man, that's uh, what I was going through. Oh, I would have choke slammed this guy. So then, um, so then I couldn't have employees. So they were trying to hurt hurt the business by me not being able to serve people. Joe, do you remember me taking the order? Yes, I, you did everything. You took the order. You cooked the food. <laughs> you were personable to everybody. You, you did all the good customer service. I was like, I took the payments. You did everything. I packaged it. I plated it. I did everything. And you don't know how strong you are until you have to be. I, and I and they I didn't know, know how you were doing it. I was like, I don't. I wish you gonna keep doing that. Hundred and seventy-five acre. You know, work. You know, eat. Damn. So it all Damn. comes together like lightning yeah. in a bottle. And they was like, that third month they was like, oh shit, how are we gonna get her out of here? Can't stop her. Can't get out of here. They wanted me out. They didn't want me to be in there. They were like, oh, yeah, you come in here. Bring bring me some money. We'll let you use it. Yeah. <laughs> Watch this dumb bitch. And, <laughs> 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 and I came in. And and on the, the beginning of the sixth month, there was line. I mean, one day I looked up. The line went across the building then back across the building, and then back across the building. It was 45 people in line. And that man, then they got angry with me. And then, they, then it was no more, oh, hi, Angela, it's okay, you keep working. We're going to show you how to do this business. 40 years we've been doing this business. We help you, we help you. You don't know what you're doing. And then all of a sudden, I done tripled the revenue that they were bringing in every day. And now it's like, who you think you are? You don't know what you're doing. You don't do it like that. Ah, you, you, you broke my spoon. You broke my spoon. Ah, uh, ah, uh, you, you leave the light on. You do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. Then the last thing this fool said to me, you take up my business. <laughs> like, wow. So that's what, it, nobody was. that's want, what it all was. Did nobody want to come in here for them donuts? Well, people came in for, 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 the, for the lotto. For the lotto, and they yeah. would sit in there all day. And he wanted somebody to make um, food for the people who sat in there all day. And he, he confessed to me, you know, I thought you'd make, you know, maybe four or $500 a day, feed our people, and go on home. But no, you got camera crews in here. You, you do an interview every day. You do the photo shoot. You, every time I open up my Facebook, there you are. Yeah. And, but I said, in my defense, I told you this in our initial meeting. I told you that was very famous. I told you my son is a professional athlete. I told you what veganism is doing. I told you this was going to happen, but you laughed at me. Hmm. And um, so they did. They did some other things. This I mean, is beautiful man. I'm loving this story. Yeah. So when he said um, um, around around the tenth of last month, he said, um, "No more. End of the month. You're out. Go." Yeah, they told me I had to go. Um, he forced me to use his employees, and they knew it. I had one girl, and uh, she would never come to work on time because she knew I couldn't fire her. Wow. She refused to do um, the. She refused to do some of the dishes 
that were recipied and costed out. She refused to do them. She did them how she wanted to because she knew I couldn't fire her. You didn't know this. I had to keep smiling. I had to keep feeding sick people. I had to keep talking to people whose AC1 count was coming down from a 12-7 to a 5-2. So I couldn't think about the fact that, you know, I got this chick um, on me. Like if I say, please, I need you to, ah, oh, it's five minutes. What's the problem? You know, and then talking, uh, going back to the owner, saying negative things and, you know, and then him not, him, she not realizing that he's just looking for dumb stuff. So then it was, um, you know, you got to go. And I was like, okay, you ain't saying no more word. I, I mean, I, I got kicked out of McDonald's once. <laughs> not, not to, not to cut mean, you off, but what is the AC1 count? That's your diabetic uh, where where uh, your sugar levels are, and um, I don't I, I don't know I, I've never had diabetes. Um, I was pre um, I was my, but it's um, it's where your your sugar levels are and how your um, how your body is processing sugar, and there's a level to it. And um, if you're at a twelve seven, you're about ready to die or lose a foot or go blind. Yes, and. I, 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 I had one guy, August 1st, he pulled all the meat out of his diet, his AC count. This, this gentleman went from 12.7 to 5.1. No working out, no doing anything special, just pulling meat out of his diet. All, it's amazing. But, you know, that's, that's what we were providing. And um, so now, um, it's funny. The, the day that they told me I had to go, an icon in the restaurant business came in, my mentor. And I had called him prior to opening up Jackfruit Cafe. And he told me, keep going, keep going, figure it out. You do it. Just do it. If that's, do it. Because veganism, yada, yada, yada. Well, he didn't know that I had opened up. I didn't tell him. And um, uh, the same day that they told me I had to leave, I'll look up and he walks in. And I was like, this is all, wait, this is all connecting. And um, I said, they asked me, he said, you, I didn't, I, I didn't know that this was yours, but you did it. Most people talk. But when you called me and said you wanted to open up a restaurant, do you know how many phone, how many people call me and say they want to open up a restaurant? And when I, I said, how did you know about me? He goes, I'm a restaurateur. And this place has, Angela, you're on, you're on the map. Jack Root Cafe is the talk of the town. And then when I did more homework, I was like, Angela Means, she did it. Wow. He said, I sat down, I sat back, and I was like, wow, she did it. So he, he walked in the very same day, and I told him they asked me to leave, and he said, good, come with me. And that's where I am right now. I can't really talk about it just yet, the deal, you know, we're, and, and, and it's, it, he's going to take jackfruit the brand and everything that I stand for and take it to a level where it deserves and it's for our community. This is beautiful. Yeah, I'm loving awesome. this. Um, Cause everybody heard my, you know, they were hearing how I was going vegan. So we had the conversations all the time. And then this, you know, I felt like Jack Fruit Cafe was giving people a, ch a chance to really get some tasty vegan food and say, oh, maybe I can do this. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, the soul food and it, it's not well, m my mission statement is to create dishes for the for the urban community, for African-American community 
mimicking the foods that they are most comfortable with. And uh, I think we we did it. I mean, from the black eyed peas to the greens, the mac and cheese. By the time we left it, that mac and cheese was so freaking good. My chili. Um, and then adding the Impossible Burger, I was able to do, you know, some good old like black folks spaghetti. The flautas. That's yeah. My, that was my favorite, the flautas. They're, they're making a return to the, to the new space. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, people were coming out, seeing people daily. I mean, seeing repeat customers blew me away. I mean, I would go in the back and I would shed tears. Like when people would come in and it's like, this is my fifth time here. It's like, I know it's your fifth time here. I've been here the whole time you've been coming. <laughs> I know. I, I, saw, I saw so many more of my friends popping up in there. My boy Nick, him and, his, him and his wife would pop up in there. Nick Collins. Um, neighbor Nick. I love yeah. that couple. Nick Neighbor, whatever Nick your neighbor. Instagram name is. He's my boy anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're dope. They yeah. were they're they're like the they're like you. They're like the first supporters that say, Go, 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 do, do, do. And and came back over and over again and put yeah. the word out. Dude, I it grew because of the support, because of the yep. love. And that's what we that's what's so important to our community, to our people, to this podcast. To everything we're doing, like I love, I love what's going on right now in our community. Mm-hmm. And man, we thank you so much, Angela. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm endlessly. so grateful. I'm so man. Grateful. I can't wait to see what's up next with Jack Food Cafe. Um, Me too. <laughs> and your son, he um, he's with the Colts right now, right? He's with the Colts. He lives in he lives in Florida, Dope. so he's he's training. I can't even. I can't. I'll I'll shoot a text and. You know, I'll just blow him a kiss. But that dude is completely, you know, he scored the highest on the Wonderlick test in the draft last year. Oh, wow. It's, you know, and that position is all between the ears. He's yeah, going to be just fine. Sure. Yeah. I, I believe so, too. I saw him in college. The team wasn't that great, but at times, I mean, he was he was making it happen. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'll be fine. Yeah, um, yeah man, thank you so much for coming, man. And, uh, yeah. All right, y'all, we'll see you next week. And we gotta, we do have a special guest, man. I'm telling you, y'all better, <laughs> man. Y'all don't even know. It's gonna be so dope. All right, but we out. Go vegan. Get ahead, uh, crabs trying to pull you back. Right. Add up the paper, subtract the haters. Feel like simple math. See, yeah, I grew up without my dad. No worries, he ran, still became the man.